Bravo. Bravo. This is the St. Longinus' Baptism Podcast Channel, episode number 13. A word of encouragement for the set of a contest who may be in doubt. Uh, We're in for a treat tonight because I'm doing three prayers instead of one or two. So let's get started. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. This prayer is entitled, Prayer to the Holy Spirit for the Church. O Holy Spirit Creator, mercifully assist thy Catholic Church, and by thy heavenly power strengthen and establish her, against the assaults of all her enemies, and by thy love and grace, renew the spirit of thy servants, whom thou hast anointed, and who thou hast anointed, that in thee they may glorify the Father and his only begotten Son, our Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. The next one is a prayer in honor of St. Therese of the Infant Jesus. Um, To those of you unaware, she was also St. Therese of Lisieux. St. Therese of the Infant Jesus, who did show so much love for your divine spouse and did ever hold that deeds even most brilliant without love count as nothing, that true love is nourished by sacrifice. Obtain for me, I beseech you, from the Lord Jesus, a face strong enough to raise me above all earthly things, a love without bound or limit, grace to do his holy will, so that no trial or suffering shall ever be able to separate me from Jesus and his blessed mother. Likewise, I entreat thee, or I'm sorry, I entreat you, St. Therese, to obtain for me the particular favor I ask in this novena, if it be for the honor and glory of God, the salvation of my own soul, and the welfare of those uh, for whom I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Oh, my bad. St. Therese of the Infant Jesus, please pray for us. In the name, in Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. And rounding out the lineup is conformity to God's will. Behold me, Lord, do with me what you will. May your will ever be done. I only desire what you will. I desire to suffer what you will. I desire to die when you will. Into your hands I commend my body, my soul, my life, and my death. I love love you, O my God, whether it pleases you to send me consolations or afflictions. And I desire to love you always. Eternal Father, I get, I unite my death to that of Jesus Christ. And I offer it to thee in order to please you. Will of my God, you are my love. Pleasure of my God, I devote myself 
entirely to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. This particular episode um, is to encourage the set of accountists who may be discouraged or um, have doubts. And this is I think maybe I should do more of these type of episodes because it has been pointed out to me that, um, you know, some of my episodes sound a little harsh. Um, basically, what I said was, is people in shock, you need to shake them and you need to raise your voice at them. Um, I also begin um, some of the podcasts that I think might rub people the wrong way with a disclaimer. And I'm going to start this one with the same disclaimer. The things I'm going to be talking about, I'm either presently going through right now and, you know, um, I'm trying to work through this or have fallen victim to in the past. But this is meant, this is meant as an encouragement. Now, to those of you who have listened to my introductions, and by the way, if this is the first episode you're listening to, um, I strongly suggest listening to the first uh, introduction to the podcast channel. Actually, I would advise listening to all five episodes. I know it seems, you know, kind of rough, but in order to get the context from where I'm coming from and to understand me at least vaguely as a person, you really need to, to, to hit those, um, those episodes. Uh, I've looked at the analytics, and these episodes are the least listened to episodes. So if you're going into my apologetics or my other stuff cold without understanding me as a person, you're probably going to come away a little angry or offended. If you listen to those the, the, the introductions, and hopefully you will have an open mind, it'll give you more context of where I'm coming from. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I have been told by other other set of accountants that 
I seem presumptuous. And the reason I'm being accused of being presumptuous is if you listen to my um, my introduction uh, episodes, because I'm new as a set of a contest. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I have been researching set of a contest since 2018. But it wasn't until 2021 that I actually decided I needed to get serious. And um, I did not uh, come to that conclusion until uh, the beginning of the summer of 2021. Now, to those of you said of a contest who might have uh, listened to my uh critique of uh, a generalized critique of set of a contest you might have thought because I did in my introductions did say what my history was but if you went to that cold you might think the same thing you might think oh the guy's presumptuous you know He's, he's presumptuous. How can he tell me this? You know, um, he, you know, or he's prideful. How, how, you know, he's got sins himself. How can he tell me these things? And I'm going to quote to uh, once the scripture uh, well, it's actually a story in the Old Testament. And the other one, um, if any of you have bothered to listen to Bernard, uh, Father Bernard Utley, uh, CMRI's uh, podcast series uh, on SoundCloud or um, on SoundCloud, and there's another one, uh, Spotify. Um he tells a story. And the reason why I included the organization's um, acronym after his title, this was not a Norvis Ordo priest. This is an actual set of a contest monk who also happens to be, a, uh, I think they call it a spiritual father. So he's not, he's not secular. He's He's actually a spiritual priest. Uh, for those of you who may not be aware, a spiritual priest is just basically a monk who also can be a priest. Anyway, my first example in the Old Testament, there's the story of Balaam's ass. Now, basically, Balaam was a uh, a pagan priest sent to curse Israel. And I think he went out twice to curse Israel, but God's providence or the Holy Ghost, instead of cursing them, he ended up blessing them. And the king of his country called him in and said, look, man, 
I don't know what you're doing. You're supposed to curse these people. And I'm going to offer you a certain amount of gold. I don't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. You go curse Israel. So Balaam, now you have to bear in mind, when he blessed Israel, it wasn't of his own volition. It was because of the Holy Ghost. And so he's riding his donkey to Israel to go curse them. And all of a sudden, two angels stopped in front of his donkey. Now his donkey could see the angels. Balaam, you know, being pagan, could not. And the, the donkey would go no further. It would go no further because the angels would not let go forward or right or left. And Balaam got mad and he started to beat his donkey. And finally, the Holy Ghost, and you, by the way, you have to bear in mind that the donkey, it still is, is the most humble of creature. Um, it's the most humble of creature. You know, we call people, um, pardon the expression, asses, because basically a donkey is... They're, they're not very bright, but they will do what you tell them to do. So he's beating his donkey and the Holy Ghost comes into the donkey and says to Balaam, why are you beating me? And Balaam gives his answer and uh I believe the Holy Ghost through the donkey says, don't, don't you think this is a sign from God that he's trying to keep you, you know, from doing what you intended on doing because basically you were bribed to do it? Now, the reason I bring this up is God can work through anyone, Okay? You don't have to be a set of accountants for five years. You don't even have to be a set of accountants for two years. God can work through a um, catechumen like myself as much as he can work through a set of accountants bishop or a set of accountants priest. And that brings me to another quotation. When John the Baptist was, he came out of the desert and he was preaching to the Jewish people about repentance and changing their ways, he was, he was preparing the way for Jesus' ministry. And the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees went out to hear him preach. And this is what he told them. He said, you brood of vipers, who told you about the, uh, the plague that's about to come? He said, uh, you know, do not think that you do not have to repent because you are sons of Abraham. For I tell you that 
God can raise these very stones to be the sons of Abraham. Okay? So, what I'm saying... Oh, and there, there was one last thing. No, no, I'll stick with that. So, what I'm saying is, if you find it presumptuous or uh, prideful that a basically a catechumen is basically you know doing what i'm doing and that you know i have no business doing this well i don't know what to tell you i'm not doing this on a whim Okay, I'm not doing this on a whim. I'm trying in my own limited way to follow God's will, and I feel this is God's will. So, um, if you're offended by the fact that a mere catechumen is saying these things, well, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, so I, I had to get that out of the way because, you know, um, people think I'm overzealous. Quite frankly, I think if you're trying to be pious and devout to Jesus Christ and his mother, you can't be overzealous. That is why we have saints. Now, I do realize everybody is not going to become a saint, but if you read the, the saints' writings, and by the way, not just the saints' writings, but the doctors and the fathers of the church, and the Bible itself, no less, will tell you your goal is to be a saint. Anyway, I wanted to offer encouragement and support For those of you who may feel discouraged, may feel uh, may, may be going through a dry period in your prayer life, whatever the case may be, you just you feel down about the situation. And as I said in my disclaimer, I'm not, I'm not a stranger to this, and I'm still working on this as I speak. But I found proper uh, good spiritual reading and the sacramentals will help you, and devotions too. Now, our enemy is Satan. I mean, I don't need to tell you that, but, but basically Satan is a supernatural being who is not bound to time and space. And Satan is going to attack you at your weakest point. When I say your weakest point, 
whatever doubts or sins you may be going through, he's going to attack you there, and he's going to attack you hard. Um, you know, by the way, if, if there are any set of accountants in there who have a strong spiritual life, um, quite frankly, you don't need to listen to this. This is an encouragement. If you're leading a strong spiritual life, um, anything, everything I'm about to say is going to be old hat to you. But anyway, um, in, in, uh, I don't remember if it's first or second Peter, Peter writes, I'm sorry, St. Peter, old Protestant habit, I apologize. St. Peter says, the devil is like a roaring lion seeking those he can devour. And meaning, if, if anybody's watched nature shows, the, the lion doesn't pick the fastest or the strongest victim. He picks on the easy prey. He only takes on the strongest if the strongest is somehow incapacitated. It's the same thing with the devil. And um, he's going to attack you at your weakest point. Now, some people who don't I haven't read by the way I'm going to include some material in the show notes if you find this useful which I hope you do that you will go to the show notes and try out some of this material but basically if you don't understand divine providence then everything that's going on right now is going to appear hopeless. Now, to those of you who are blessed enough to live in a set of a contest parish that you could go get receive the sacraments and stuff, enjoy these while you can. And there's a reason I'm telling you this. Because the Masonic, the Masonic Satanist and, and Masonic adjacent people who are setting agenda for this world, they're eventually going to come after the uh, the uh, visible set of accountants. And by the way, um, I don't think it's just the visible set of accountants that they're going to go after. I think they're going to go even you know, the heretics, the schismatics, and the uh, fake Catholic church, right, that's presently um, impostering the Catholic, the true Catholic church. But anyway, and um, I'm not claiming any special knowledge. I'm just using what uh, Bishop Sanborn calls our... Uh, our common reason. I'm using my common reason. They're already been been uh, uh, 
censoring, you know, whatever they want to censor. You know, um, as a matter of fact, uh, I believe in an earlier, an earlier episode, I, I, I gave a reference to this website called uh, Traditional Catholic Books for Free. And one of the sources they use for the free books is archive.org. The reason I'm bringing this up is, is back in 2017, a particular podcaster that I listened to was using this, not for religious reasons, but for political and whatever, was saying that archive.org was censoring material. And when I came up, up across this website, um, I tried to download some books that they had listed off of archive.org, and I got a message saying, well, this material has been taken down because people either found it offensive or problematic or whatever. My basic line in telling you this is, I foresee... In the future, and uh, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, prophetic, I can't tell you when it's going to happen, but I foresee in the future that they, that they are going to censor all religious material. They're going to censor it. That means... Like the online Catholic bookstores, the, um, you know, the online, you know, stuff for set of a contest or whatever, they're going to censor it. They're going to get rid of it. And they're going to shut down your churches. Now, I don't know if they're going to put the religious into camps. But let's just, for the sake of this discussion, let's just say they don't. They just shut down the, the churches and arrest the set of accountants, priests, and uh, uh, um, hierarchy. Those of you who are living in, you know, set of accountants parishes, if you're not prepared for this, you're going to feel lost. You're going to feel, you're going to, you're going to, uh, by the way, this is just a generalization, not a broad brush, not a stereotype. I'm not saying everybody is, but a lot of people are going to feel lost and, um, you know, uh, disheartened and, and demoralized. And that's the reason why the Masonic uh, Satanists that, you know, run this world are going to do this. Because if they, if they can get you into that mode of, oh, it's hopeless, it, you know, there's no way out. Without a strong understanding of God's providence and, um, and basically, um, you know, reading spiritual, uh, reading spiritual writings, Praying as often as you can and uh, doing the sacramentals and the devotionals, you may fall prey 
to despair. And because my audience ostensibly should be said of a contest, despair is actually a sin against God. But like I said, you're said of a contest. I'm assuming you already know that. Um, a lot of the, a lot of said of a contest still think like they go by uh, appearances. So in other words, there, there, there are some that go by appearances and there are others that go by um, um, you know, the, the Catholic Church does things a certain way. Like with the scapulars, you're supposed to get them blessed. Your crucifixes and your rosaries, you're supposed to get them blessed. There's just, you know, there's a rhyme and a reason to it. Now, I'm, I've got a theory. Okay? Now, if you're going to get mad and say, well, how is the catechumen going to give me his theory? You don't have to listen. This is just a theory. I'm not claiming any special knowledge. I'm not. I'm just telling you what happened to me. Last summer, when I decided to get serious, basically, um, my priest is with the CMRI. And up until this month, he was only able to do one Mass a month because in addition to his parish where he's at, he had to go through three other churches. Or when I say church, it could be a house, it could be the actual building. But he, he had three other churches besides ours. And I came to the realization, and by the way, <laughs> I was about as stable as a bottle of dyna, uh, nitroglycerin at the time. And then God in his mercy pointed out to me that, okay, this in and of itself is a hard thing to do. But if things get worse, there's going to be no sacraments, no priests, and sacramentals. And the, re- the reason I'm bringing this up about God's will is because basically, I think that we were born in this time. And this time, I think, is a judgment on previous true Catholics, pre-Vatican II, because they got complacent. They got, um, they got uh, presumptuous. And, and they got sentimental. And this is the punishment. As a matter of fact, I believe there's a certain prophecy 
that states this. I, I'm not going to claim it, you know. I've just, I, I, I think I heard that, that that was actually a prophecy why Vatican II happened. But what I'm saying is, is that everything, all, all visible church, uh, all visible remnants of the traditional Catholic Church are going to be wiped out. And the reason I bring up that we were born in this time, my theory is, and you're free to agree or disagree, um, is that whoever, whoever goes through this trial that I'm pretty convinced is going to come up is going to they're going to be forced to by necessity just follow God's divine providence which by the way um, the book I'm going to recommend talks about how that is how you know if you're trying to be pious and devout basically the key to doing that is, is just trust and faith in God's divine providence. Meaning that, and by the way, by the way, um, I've got rosaries, I've got crucifixes that I haven't been able to have blessed yet. And I'm sure there's some of you without, excuse me, access to a set of a contest priest. Or a set of a contest uh, church or, you know, basically what you're probably going to get is whatever information you can get online or in podcasts. And I said that this is going to be an encouraging word, and it is, because... First of all, we know how the, how, how the game is going to end. Satan is going to lose. And secondly, my advice would be to wean yourself off of the externals and more on the, on the internal life. In other words... Let's just say you're in a country where there's no set of contest priests. One of the pieces of advice in this book I'm going to recommend, and it's going to be one of a lot. Um, it just basically says, do your best and let, you know, let God take care of the rest. And that's another thing I want to encourage you to. People are worried about the state of their soul. They're worried about their situation. Let us not forget the line from the New Testament where St. Paul says, God, God will not put on us anything more than we can handle. And along with that gospel passage, he's not 
part, um, I'm fully convinced that the Sedevacantist movement was God's way of winnowing the wheat from the chaff. In other words, um, the true the people who truly love God, God created the Sedevacantist movement out of His mercy and love, so that those who truly love Him can follow Him. And you're going, well, it depends on the person. Me personally, I suffer from uh, doubts where I will be in a prayer or I'll be on my way to work or just a random thought. Oh, everything you're doing, yeah, it's a trick from the devil. It's a trick from the devil. It's just it's just his way of sidelining you and getting you to, you know, you think you're you're worshiping God, but you're not. And that's my particular weak point. And the devil is playing it like a piano. But I'm I'm working on that issue, but I haven't lost hope and I haven't lost faith. And I'm also going to say as a honest an honest uh, thought, I've already decided that if I don't if I don't get confirmed or baptized into the true Catholic Church, I'm not stopping what I'm doing. I'm going to continue on. And if I, you know, if I'm not following the externals, you know, uh, I know that there's uh, baptism of blood and um, baptism of desire. I do know that. Um, but I'm, I'm basically... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not stopping what I'm doing. I'm putting my faith and trust in God and let him sort it out. And that's another thing too. Um, there's, there's baptism of desire, baptism of, uh, blood. And what I want to, what I'm about ready to say next is, Part of the externals thing is, oh, you got to get baptized. You got, you know, you you got to do this, this, and this. I'm firmly convinced, or it's a theory, I should say, it's a theory that basically God is going to take away the externals. To where we ha- basically have to follow him in faith. I've already said that. But the reason I'm bringing this up is. Is because. Because previous generations. Previous generations. At least in America since the 1700s. Have. They they took. They took the. 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 Uh, 
the appearances route. They did, they took the, um, you know, we, we, we got to do things by a certain formula. I believe that God is going to, is going to force those of us who are trying to be good Catholics to learn to lean on him. In other words, if there's no priest to bless your, your, uh, sacramentals, you just, you're, you're going to do the sacramental you feel is you're led to. You're going to have no choice. Um, you're not going to have any, uh, I don't have any spiritual, <laughs> spiritual director. And that's kind of what gave me this theory is that me personally, I'm only speaking for myself, not for anyone else. I feel that God has put me there or put me in this position because he he wants me to depend completely upon him for my spiritual direction. And having said that, I believe that this era we're entering into is to further separate the wheat from the chaff. Now, in the spiritual life, the 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 episode of the, the 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 series the spiritual life father bernard utley talks about how and this this series was like in 2015 so i don't know how far back this this story goes to but basically he was talking to a set of acontis priests at a chapel and a set of acontis priests told him that 70% of uh, the set of accountants that were going to his chapel were, they were going out of habit. They They weren't going for the right reasons. And I believe that this period, or I should say, I have a theory that this period is, remember what I said, God gave a set of accountism so that those who truly worship God have an out. But I I believe, or I'm sorry, my theory is, is that when things go dark and there's no visible set of conscious church anywhere or clergy, that the people who persevere in faith that that's a further winnowing of the wheat from the chaff because in my theory if what that priest said was true and I'm thinking it had to be the late 90s or I'm sorry yeah late 90s 2000s when he said this He's, he's going to separate the people that don't have the proper mindset. And what I mean by that is, is these people, when they get cut off from the externals and are not tuned into the internals, the will of God, 
they're going to despair and they're going to fall away. Like I said, just a theory, guys. It's just a theory. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not claiming, you know, I'm not claiming to be um, you know, some sort of saint or, or prophet or whatever. This is just a theory I came to last summer, which is why after I came to that theory, I started reading the uh, the book I'm going to recommend in the show notes. So, if you're if you're thinking, don't get me wrong either. Don't get me wrong. Until we go dark, in other words. Until those people in the set of the contest uh, perishes, until they take away your priest, they take away your building, and they take away your access to to true true Catholic reading material. Go to the sacraments as often as you can. Um, you know. Do do what you're doing. In my theory, though, someday it's gonna it's gonna come to an end, and then you're gonna have to rely on God's will. And as a further word of encouragement, as a further word uh, word of encouragement. When I joined the Norvis Ordo in the mid-2000s, I thought that that was the true Catholic Church. And then when God in His love and grace showed me, you know, no, this isn't, this isn't it. I felt, I felt, you know, I never lost my faith that Catholicism is the true religion, but I just knew that the the prelates and the the, the people in, in in what is known or what the world knows as Catholicism, it wasn't correct. But I didn't know how to deal with it. And in around 2018, because I was in on Twitter, I. I uh, met some set of accountants, and they introduced me to the concept. By the way, this stuff is all is all in the uh, introductory uh, episodes. But basically, what I'm trying to say is, if God, in His grace and mercy, can offer me the out of set of Acantism. He can do it for you. He can do it for you. Um, I'm going to give, I'll put these in the show notes too. I'm going to give, um, 
my suggestions, this is, you know, I'm not trying to play priest here. This is, you know, and I also realize that people are individuals, so none of this stuff may seem practical to you. If it isn't, uh, at least read the book I'm going to recommend and uh, see what does work for you. But I would recommend praying the rosary as often as you can, um, praying as much as you're able. I do realize some of you have families or whatnot. I'm saying as often as you're able. Um, getting the green scapular. Now, some of you are actual set of a contest and not catechumens. I, I, through my own ignorance, I forgot that until I'm baptized and uh, confirmed, I cannot wear the brown scapular. However, as a catechumen, well, actually anybody can do the green scapular. So uh, I would definitely do that. And just read, read whatever spiritual books you can. And don't neglect. My advice would be um, stay with the New Testament. The Old Testament uh, basically is a prophecy about Jesus and his mother and the works he's going to do. Um, if you... If you want to uh, get spiritual encouragement, uh, spiritual um, wisdom, you know, I, I can't recommend the New Testament enough, reading the New Testament enough. And some people say the Psalms. Um, if the Psalms work for you, yeah, go ahead and do that. But I just want to encourage you, okay? The, time, the times are going to get rough if they're not already rough for you already. But God is not going to put more on you than you can handle and he'll always give you a way out. So if you're like really scrupulous or you, you, you need to you know, do things by the book. My advice would be if you're in a situation where you can't, what I would say, and I'm just a catechumen, I'm, you know, obviously not a priest, but what I would say is, is um, trust in God's providence. Trust in his providence. He'll either give you the opportunity to to follow the um the rubrics or it may be a test to see if you'll just do things on an act of faith and by the way i just want to make it clear um when i say act of faith I'm not talking about the Protestant, you know, blind leap of faith. But I'm talking about is, is, you know, trusting 
and and in God's mercy and his love. All right, guys. Um, I hope that this has been an encouragement. That was my intent. Um, I hope that you get something out of this. And I am praying for everybody. Everybody. No, not just set of a contest, but everybody. Because, you know, if we if we're trying to follow Jesus' example, that's what we're supposed to be doing. And thank you for listening. You didn't have to listen. You didn't have to tune in. I do appreciate the fact that you did, though. Take care. Have a good day. Bye-bye.